Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I can't believe the discussion we had prior to it. I'm like, ah, oh, we might as well just throw it into the whole mix. We'll talk about it. Well, initially trained in architectural science, which I can assure you will be one of the first questions I ask as to exactly what that is. Dr. Yusuf Siddiqui has spent the last 20 years exploring different facets of health restoration. His work in the Peruvian Amazon, as well as the Ayurvedic hospitals in India. Did I say it right? Ayurvedic, almost. Yep, yeah, almost okay, there. perfect. Uh, it's just part of uh, what I think is going to be a really fascinating story. His focus and beliefs remain that the foundation of health is digestion and we're going to hit on some of his other work as well so we're going to be talking digest but also men's women's sexual health and also the big focus today is going to be on the new intravenous infusion therapy which he is currently doing at NutriChem uh, and it's, this is a treatment that's really going to help a, a kind of battle and a great treatment for adrenal fatigue for IBS for immune function and the list goes on so let's head into this episode 38 of living your life with Leanne Lang the podcast brought to you by extension marketing and for more information you can always check out extensionmarketing.com. Doc, it's great to have you here. Thanks for having me on. I'm very excited. I think we're in for a really interesting conversation. I hope so. Yeah. Like, <laughs> there, there, I think there's a lot to get to. Okay, like as I said off the fir- off the bat, like architectural science, I actually had to go Google it because I hadn't, I wasn't familiar with the term. What, right. Can you? What so is it? It's a study yeah. of architecture. Um, okay. It was one of my first passions. What drove me into it was. Um, in architecture, you are creating spaces that influence how people live in a space. And that's really what drew me into architectural sciences, was that ability to help influence uh, how people live their lives. Interesting. Where did yeah. you study that? I studied it at Ryerson. Okay. Yeah. It's an interesting program. Yeah. It's not actually where you ended up, though. But no. It, but there was a background to it and kind of how people live and the yeah. space. It's you know, then, translated. As I was like building my career, I st- I mean, it was an interesting time. Actually, when I was in school doing my first degree, I was introduced into yoga at that time. And that's when kind of my healing journey began. Mm -hmm. Um, But back to my previous uh, career in in architecture, more so in land acquisition and development. Mm -hmm. um, What I what I uh, the frustration that I had was that the creativity just wasn't there. The influence wasn't there. And at the same time, I was starting to learn about myself and my own body and my own existence within the world. And I started exploring different facets of medicine in any free moment that I had. And um, and then, yeah, I came to a pinnacle point where I redirected my entire life. And, and a, that was scary. Yeah, that is a big redirection. We're, okay, so... We'll we'll get to how this kind of goes. Like, where are you, where are you from? Like, where's home base? Uh, Toronto. Toronto. Okay. So, did you grow up? Like, did you have people, family members in medicine? No. Nope. No. Like, no. I was raised in a house where uh, my dad says, you know, you only have so many heartbeats in your life, so you don't exercise because you'll run out of heartbeats. So, very opposite oh God, of was... everything <laughs> that I I have learned and studied. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm sorry. Can you? He's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, yes, 
you don't want to run out of heartbeats, so don't no. bother exercising. No. Have you ever? At what age did you realize that that was absurd? Uh, when I started in, it was kind of an evolution because there's a whole deprogramming that happens where you know we're raised in a certain environment, like culturally, socially. And then as we evolve, we start to kind of look at it in a more critical sense and say, you know, what resonates with me today and what doesn't resonate with me today? So were you, you, weren't, were you an active kid then? or like, I was. Yes. I was on a, um, I was a sick kid, actually. So I was the kid when I was younger who was always in the doctor's office, always on antibiotics. Um, yeah, I was a sick kid. And then just reached a point where I'm like, well, what's going on in my body? And so I slowly started to explore different facets of medicine. Okay. Mm-hmm. A sick a sick kid. I mean, just run down, always with an infection. Yeah. You have parents immunity. saying, you know, we don't want you active because you're going to waste heartbeats. <laughs> well, they were, they were insane. I mean, my parents were supportive, yes. but, they're, but they're very much into conventional. Well, let me take a step back. They're very much into conventional medicine. My father, the heartbeat guy, mm-hmm. was also into very much into alternative medicine. So my father, my mother is uh, Canadian, and my mm-hmm. father is Indo-Pakistani. And so his his um, take on medicine follows more of the traditional side, and then the conventional mm-hmm. medicine. So I remember he took us to. Um, a Reiki, uh, not Reiki, a reflexology practitioner who would have a medallion and tested all, all of our food sensitivities. So there was exposure into the alternative world, but very much, you know, you only have so many heartbeats kind of guy. Oh, that is like so yin and yang. Like, it's, it's very so yin and both. yang. Yes. Okay. I'm fascinated by that. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you grow up in this household, you, you, you kind of, you figure you're studying, you're getting into this architectural kind of yeah. field. Yeah. Uh, and that's the same time when you start to do the more exploring of your own yeah. health, body movement. So was it someone, just a friend was like, we're going to go to a yoga class? I mean, that takes a, that's, it was that's actually, a different kind of a movement to go with. Yeah. It, and it, 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 but at the same time, it felt like a, it, it was before yoga was really popular. Um, there are only a handful of studios in Toronto. The instructors that were there had been like dedicated yogis. It wasn't something they did part time. And it was actually my older sister who started going to yoga classes. And she's like, oh, my body feels so much better. So I'm like, oh, I'm going to give it a try. And then one class led to two classes, led to enrolling in numerous teacher trainings, becoming a certified yoga instructor. Yeah, just and then that catapulted into a bunch of other stuff. Okay, where mm-hmm. does it catapult you to then? Because you have spent, as I'm looking at the bio, there's been time spent not here in North America, That's but around true. the world, That's kind of true. getting influenced. So how did that come about? So uh, yoga led to me becoming a... So this is all while I was managing my previous career. Uh, so you're still at this point doing the architectural I'm science. Still, and, yeah. Okay, in that land world. acquisitions, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, right. I'm very much in that world, very aggressive with my career. And also at the same time, just like there's just this wealth of knowledge that I'm trying to like interpret and understand. And so that led to me from yoga to becoming a Thai yoga massage therapist, although I never actually did it, I'm certified in it, um, into music therapy. Um, I studied Ayurvedic medicine in Toronto and then took off to India for a while and engrossed myself into an Ayurvedic hospital and 
helped out there. And... Okay, explain that component. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I'm, I thought for a while I could pronounce it properly. I mean, and I know there's a, a history behind this, mm-hmm. this form, but can you explain it for us? So Ayurvedic has, there's three different body types. And um, and the the principles of Ayurvedic medicine actually mirror traditional Chinese medicine, which I've studied, um, and 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 as well as naturopathic medicine. So naturopathic medicine actually embraces all of those different philosophies. But it's about understanding the constitution of the body and where the misattunement is, and correcting that misattunement so that the body can correct itself. So if you, the body wants to maintain a state of homeostasis, which is a state of balance. And when you breathe in, it's, there are like minor fluctuations. When you're stressed, there's fluctuations. But when chronic illness starts to set in, the fluctuations become a lot greater, and then your body becomes more deficient as it's compensating. Um, and so in all forms of traditional medicine, it's, it's a deep understanding that, that it's not, uh, that what we're trying to do is correct the body. We're not trying to palliate it or 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 manage it through symptoms. We're trying to understand the actual root cause. So when you're doing this and you're studying in India, mm-hmm. you're not getting the typical prescriptions uh, to go to the pharmacist and fill something out. What are what are you dealing with as the healing components then when you're trying to figure this out? So okay, so I I I underwent what's called Panchakarma. It's a five cleanse. It's about a month long process, and. Um, well, so you wake up every morning and you have an hour and a half oil massage, which is lovely. You have two people, three people are in the room. Two people are working on either side of your body and the other one's warming oil. Uh, there's dietary restrictions based on your own individual constitutions. How do they figure out what your individual constitution through, is? So there's an Ayurvedic doctor who's providing all of the consultations and guiding uh, guiding what's going on. There's um, there was a really potent uh, drops we put in your nasal cavity to start clearing out your nasal cavity, but also to it's supposed to give mental clarity. There's an enema that you go through, which was a, a horrible experience. I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not I, even you had me that. at the hour and a half massage. Yeah. I was like, I'm sold, and and then yeah, you then you lost at yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so. Yeah. I wouldn't say that's for everyone, but it's something that's part of my journey that I went through. So, and you were there for a month? Like this I is... was there getting treatment for a month, yep. And I was in India for about uh, two or three months. It was a while. Yeah, yeah. At, at this point, have you have you resigned yet from <laughs> from your normal paying job? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I did. A long okay. Time ago. Okay. Yeah. So this. Okay. So at this point, you have left that world behind, I have, and you're fully dedicated, and immersed yourself in this. Hundred percent. Okay. So yeah, about in my late twenties, I made the decision to. Um, uh, so it was a lot managing uh, my previous career plus fueling my passion, and I got to like uh, I had bought my first house in my like 28 I think I was 28 or 27 and you're in Toronto and I'm in Toronto congratulations that's a pretty big deal (laughs) to be in Toronto and afford a house okay yeah and 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 it was uh it was a fixer-upper yeah and I gutted the house and the house was like just the fin like it was just starting to come back together again and I'm sitting in my backyard and I'm like oh my god I have to pay for my mortgage I got to keep working and it was in that moment that I felt the whole world like just the weight of the world come on my shoulders because up to that point I was managing my career but I always knew I could leave but because of this piece of real estate I'm like actually I can't and I was sitting in my backyard and I um, 
I, I'm like, what am I going to do with my life? And um, I, I'm like, I'm going to become a naturopathic doctor. I'd seen a naturopathic doctor for four years. And um, I'm like, like, what exactly is a naturopathic doctor? I've been doing all this studying, but I wasn't and seeing one, but I wasn't actually sure what naturopathic medicine was. So I went upstairs, Googled it. I'm like, here's a form of medicine that embraces everything. It's completely comprehensive. Not only do we have um, a lot of training in pharmacology, we have training in all of the main natural forms of medicine. And so here I am as a practitioner able to kind of have a really comprehensive knowledge base of all these different sources of healing. And the benefit of that is that now as a practitioner, I can extract from each one of these previous experiences, uh, my knowledge as a naturopathic doctor to create individualized um, uh, treatment plans that help strengthen people's systems. Okay, so having gotten up from your beautiful backyard, looking at your fixer in Toronto, (laughs) and then going upstairs and Googling the naturopathic doctor, how did you then, like for most people, that's where they get stuck. So They're, they're not, they're like, going through the they'll they would prefer to stay in that momentum mm-hmm. rather than actually take the leap right mm-hmm. so what how did you do it um, how did you make that my younger sister described me as being a really resilient person and um i knew at that point in my life that i i wasn't in great relationships they weren't horrible relationships but they were fulfilling relationships I knew I was spending most of my time at a job I wasn't enjoying and I just kind of stepped back and I'm like is this all there is to life because I'm not digging this (laughs) and um and just something within me was like this is the answer and it was just so intuitive Mm -hmm. um it was risky for sure I mean I I had to give up everything that I knew and uh, leave it into something uh, into something completely unfamiliar. I mean, it was it was uh, it was scary, but I wouldn't change it. Did you have a strong science? I mean, you were in architectural science, so your science is your maths. You, you I have maths and physics. Yeah. So it's funny that you mentioned that. So I had to do my pre med before I could enroll uh, in naturopathic medical school. And um, that was an eye opener. That was uh, so I did my pre med while I was still working, and um, yeah, I was all of a sudden I'm like the physiology of the body. Like I knew about it from traditional medicine, but not from a very sciencey perspective. And it was a big, steep learning curve, to be honest. Yeah. What did you find most challenging in the studies? Um, so in architecture, you can visualize and you can see things and in the structure of the body, which which I had a lot of interest in, um, again, the same thing. You can see the musculature, you know, where the nerves run, you can see the, uh, the skeletal system. But when you're looking at the biochemistry of the body, which is basically the foundation of health, it's something that we know exists, something that's incredibly well researched. Um, but it's not something but, you can actually visualize, yeah. and that was a challenge for me. It's it's floating, right? It's 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 this invisible substance, or I'm sure yeah. it's not, but it doesn't have the same graphic knowledge when we can open up a textbook and actually see exactly. what it actually looks like. Exactly, but, yeah. and it's all ton of memorization on top of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know you studied, we know mm-hmm. you passed, and we know you mm-hmm. get you get in. So. Between the trip to India, like where are you in your studies or in your practice when you were able to go to India and, and 
be immersed in this? Yeah, so it was at the point where I decided to change my life. I uh, decided to just take an extended break and, and took off to India. What do you take from that experience the most? Ooh, that's a big question. Um, like, I, I'm assuming, like, when you're going through that treatment that you said you're in a month, right? And it opens up this mental clarity and it opens up, you know, were you, did you feel exposed? Like you were taking, you were almost like releasing the old and, and being open to the new. I did. And I also felt that in the, uh, when I was in the Peruvian jungle, um, um, it, it, it reconnects you to your, uh, the processes, reconnect you to yourself and as well as to deeply understand the power of the medicine, specifically plant-based medicine. Um, what, were, what was in Peru for you? Peru was, um, I, I had heard about a shaman deep in the Amazon. What's a shaman? A shaman is a healer, a okay. multi, in this case, a fourth generation healer. And, um, and he uses Peruvian plants uh, as forms of medicine. So I, yeah, I like, I have a fear of flying, which I'm actually getting over. Took this like little plane up into this tiny little town called Pucallpa and then got into a four by four for four hours off-roading and then into a boat and traveled up the Amazon River and then hiked through the rainforest. This sounds awesome. I totally want to do this. You're in a hut in the middle of nowhere. The canopy is so thick that you can't see out. Um, there was a river that was that was being heated by a volcano and was just steam. Like you could not touch the water. You would burn yourself. And um, yeah. And then started learning about plant-based medicine from the Ayurvedic, uh, Ayurvedic from the Peruvian jungle. That's really neat. Mm-hmm. That's like for anyone right now, they're going, that's like on my bucket list adventure travel it was know? on my bucket yeah. list item, and, I, and i believe bucket list items are supposed to be ticked off you gotta work through the list and do it well you've done a lot of that you study from the shaman mm-hmm. what did you learn most like what was the lesson was it the medicine was it the way his perception was of the human mind and body and the, that the, the body can heal itself in mm-hmm. many aspects Mm-hmm. In this case, it was um, so I took it's it's a it's a feminine plant based medicine. Um, it's called ayahuasca. It's not actually legal in Canada, and um, I did this actually after I graduated from naturopathic medical school to bring clarity to my practice. And so, our, uh, ayahuasca. Um, a lot of people will take it for PTSD. I don't have PTSD, but people take it for PTSD. But they take it just to build a clearer understanding of their life purpose. And so as I was now embroached, uh, starting my new career, um, I just wanted to have really, really clear focus as to the direction um, I wanted to go in. Did, it, did you find that? I did. So you return from your Indias and your Peruvian Amazons, mm-hmm. and you set up practice. And I set up practice. Were you in Ottawa right off the bat? How, how did no. you end up here? So, uh, no, I was practicing in the suburbs of Toronto in Burlington. Mm-hmm. Um, and what brought me here was actually the love of my life's job. <laughs> yeah, we, we actually just... Uh, um, we were looking for a change. I was born and raised in Toronto. 
Um, although for my dad's work, we lived internationally. That was pretty much home for me. And um, um, I was just tired of it. I was tired of the city. I was tired of commuting. I was tired of like to get into nature. You'd have to drive an hour and even still you'd be looking at the skyline. I just got tired of it. And uh, Ottawa felt like a really good fit for us. You managed to make your way here. Mm -hmm. uh, and then we'll get to because you, you, you're one of the doctors now at, at NutriCare. I am. Uh, and there's a lot of work that's being done there and a lot of new treatments, a lot of new ways of looking at medicine. When you go down, so let's break down so that people listening kind of get the information that they're looking for when they're talking about their own health. Mm -hmm. The digestion yes, the is, is if, and I've heard it so often now, and I'm kind of really opening myself up to really understanding this, the root of health, why so at like, why so passionate that it's in our guts, it's in our system as to the rest of our health? Right. Well, um, it's such a, like, a deep question. If you look at, at um, uh, something like anxiety, for example. So serotonin, 90% of the serotonin in the body is actually made in our gut. So if we have compromised gut health, um, typically those individuals will have compromised serotonin and will start, uh, may have, uh, be experiencing anxiety. I mean, my, my, through, through my, my years of experience, the one thing that, that, that you see is, is that people people don't know how to nourish themselves and they don't actually understand what healthy guts are, like what a healthy, properly functioning intestine is. And when it's compromised, there's systemic inflammation and our body actually has to handle the systemic inflammation. Um, and once that, once you have chronic inflammation, that starts to have a, a, a kind of a chronic effect on the overall health of the body. And there are all these different systems that it starts to affect. So if you think about it, if you have compromised digestion, you're not actually ingesting. I mean, you are ingesting, but you're not absorbing your food properly, which your body is designed to do. So at a fundamental level, if you have compromised digestion, you're not going to get the nutrients that your body needs. What would the percentage of people who are walking around our world today, how many are, are really probably dealing with? With, with different with, types with, of digestion yes, issues? issues? Most people don't know what healthy digestion is to start off with. Okay. Can, yeah. all right, for me, maybe some of us, are like, what is healthy okay, digestion? We're going to get kind okay. of gross here. Okay, that's <laughs> Just to warn you. I often have patients who say, why are you so obsessed with my poop? And I'm like, because it's letting me know what's actually going on in your intestine. Is the treatment working? Is it not working? So a healthy bowel movement um, is, uh, I'm going to go for it. Go for it. <laughs> so a healthy bowel movement, it's one, two pieces, easy to pass, the thickness of a loony or a toonie, and it's a relatively pleasant, quick experience. Anything other than that means that there's something going on in your gut. Okay. We're going to go, we're going full openness here, okay? Because this is the discussion I was having before we actually started. Veronica is laughing, uh, you know, on the other side of the glass right now. Oh. So I, I love my listeners and I'm so sorry. 
It's but, important okay, information. But it is, it's right? Okay. It's super important information. So my entire life, all right, I have like, I, I think I've had a very healthy digestive system, right? I'm like three times a day, exactly what you mentioned. Perfect. I can literally feel like I have to go to the bathroom, sit down within 30 seconds, I'm up and out. Like I, I don't need reading material. I didn't need anything, <laughs> right? Like I go I, and I'm out. Right. Uh, and it's not messy. Like it's, Right. Right. And I have had my entire life like that. However, in this new exposure that I have in these podcasts, I've been talking to so many doctors and I'm realizing that I have to start taking multivitamins. So I have now in the last week and a half actually started listening to what people are saying and started taking a multivitamin. Right. I am so miserable right now. I am beyond miserable. Something's happened. So my wonderful moving digestive track Mm -hmm. is not working. Okay. At all. And I'm like, so I'm thinking something with the absorption or something is blocking everything that used to work. Right. And is not. Right. So did I, like, I'm thinking I just messed with my system, get off the multivitamin, I was fine in the first place. So... So the I really liked my three on. times a day feeling yeah. really comfortable. and it's yeah. good because it's a root of elimination. So yeah, then I, your body can actually, like the detoxification, natural detoxification process can actually work properly. Yes, um, but I have messed it up. Health. So, I mean, in multivitamins, um, uh, some are better than others. The important thing to look at would be iron. Maybe okay. there's like a higher iron content within the multivitamin that could be causing you to uh, to be uncomfortable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Can I reverse and go? Am I able to reverse this and go back to the of way course. it was? Or is there something that I could be doing so that I maybe I haven't been absorbing? I haven't had all these vitamins to be absorbing in the first place. My body doesn't know yeah. what to do with it. So there's, so there, I mean, so self prescribing is always a touchy, mm-hmm. touchy thing. I've done it. I still do it to some extent. I experiment with my body, and sometimes it's really good, and sometimes kind of like, ooh, I shouldn't have done that, or maybe that was a little bit too much. And it's always good to get an objective perspective on your health. Um, so the way that I work is I'm a big believer in testing, so we can understand what's going on in the body and not work on assumptions, but rather work on actual measurables. How do you take this? So what are you measuring in your patients then to figure that out? So I do a lot of blood testing. I do a lot of urine testing and stool testing, depending on on what the patient's coming in with. Blood testing, I'll do um, more or less like a comprehensive routine blood screening that you get at your family doctor. Um, Although the markers that I'm looking at are a little bit different and more comprehensive than your annual blood work that you get at your family doctor. Um, and with, from a digestive perspective, we'd be looking at like how your gallbladder is functioning, how's your liver functioning, um, your, your enzymes. And we're just seeing, okay, is, you know, is, is, is your body doing what it should be doing? In your case, I'd be looking at your iron levels. Um, um, yeah, I'd be looking definitely at your iron levels and your B vitamins. Urine testing on the other hand. So there's organic acid testing, which is one of my favorite tests. Um, and it's a urine test. And what it's doing is it's looking for certain metabolites um, uh, through various systems in the body. And that gives me information as to like how your body's actually absorbing and using things. Um, so for example, for you on a, a who, who's self-prescribing multivitamin, what the organic acid test is going to do is let me know, are you deficient in, in glutathione, which is a really potent um oxidizing agent for detoxification it'll let me know um are you able to break down and utilize b12 
It'll also let me know, are you producing certain products from bacteria strains, from yeast strains? It'll let me know how your kidneys are functioning. Are you able to, um, are your kidneys functioning properly? Um, it lets me know, so from the biochemistry side, mm-hmm. uh, the mitochondria. So the mitochondria is in every single cell in the body and it produces ATP, which gives us energy. But in order to do that through the citric acid cycle, there are all these different cofactors that are needed in order for the cycle to work smoothly. And so through the organic acid test, we can test each one of those steps and see, are you underproducing? Are you producing normal amounts? Or are you overproducing? And when you're able to see these results, are you mm-hmm. able to figure out why certain things are happening with an individual or yeah, maybe so why they're not? Of course. So we look at like a case history. Okay. And uh, I do like a thought. I ask anything and everything under the sun trying to figure out what's going on in your unique situation. Um, a lot of people, and I know that's one of the special, is men's and women's sexual health. Mm-hmm. So I think at this point it's conception. Like, is it conceiving? Is it... Uh, like when yeah. it's a, that's it's funny that you bring that up. So in my previous practice, before I moved to Ottawa, I had um, a couple of fertility patients that came in, and I'm like, oh, this is new and exciting. So I did my research and and um, started working on my on on treatment plans for them, and they both got pregnant, and then they told their friends, and then just this organic cascade happened and 40% of my practice was all of a sudden fertility and everybody was getting pregnant, which is wonderful. I come to Ottawa. This is, this is quite interesting. I come to Ottawa and I'm like, I'm going to market fertility. This is, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm, I mean, your track record is pretty good. This, right? can, can I ask you before you yeah. did that? Like, why was there such a high success rate? Like what, yeah. what was happening that, you know, these, that it grew so exponentially because people were actually, it was working. Uh, I think compliance. So my recommendations, so so in the treatment, I'm supporting um, both the male and the female partner, um, ensuring that the egg quality is optimized. We're working on mitochondrial function. That plays a key role in that. Um, we're ensuring that the quantity and the quality of sperm being produced by the male partner is is more than sufficient. And then I also do a lot of acupuncture. And, and so the combination from the orthomolecular side, the traditional side, and the traditional Asian medicine side um, works well. Okay. So I'm going to go back a second. Mm-hmm. So you have the, you're talking about male sperm, right? That it's healthy, that it's that it's Yeah. It takes viable. two to tango to make a baby. Right. But are you able to take low levels? Like, are there things that people can do For sure. in their foods, in their activity, like to be able to increase the possibility that those weaker sperms become stronger sperms? Like what, For sure. what are, what are some of those suggestions? So, um, I mean, there, from the orthomolecular side, there's, there's CoQ10, there's zinc, they're very well researched to support spermatogenesis, which is developing sperm. But there's also lifestyle things like um, when you're looking at fertility, um, um, when the testes sit too close to the body, there's too much heat, which causes faster die off of the sperm. Um, a man should ejaculate every other day because the half-life of sperm is actually very short. So you want your body to keep producing more new healthier sperm those are the main things so, that we look so at. so there's a those are some tips right there yeah. for people and then for uh, for a woman in terms of i guess then the having a more fertile egg yeah is that what they're yeah so 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 with women it's it's not just like it's, it's supporting the development of the egg then we also have to look at her uterine lining her progesterone levels 
Um, we need to look at just kind of our overall health, the way that her body's using well, insulin. Like, it's I know very you say complex. it's too ta- too to tango, and yet I feel like the woman's side would be a little bit sure. way more complicated. Sure. I mean, there's one thing about not having you know your your balls hitting too close while you're while you're doing activities. Like you talk about heat, but I For find sure. that the women the system is much more complicated. It is more complicated, but what's important is in all fertility is that it is two people, and so. And, and uh, it, it takes two people to make a baby. And what I, uh, what's important to me in my practice with my patients is that the female partner fully understands that it is, in fact, two people. Because fertility, it's a very emotional, yes. uh, an emotional process, right? And I don't think that the female partner should feel the brunt of it, should be, you know, coming to treatments alone, should be having more treatments than her husband's getting. I think that there should there should be a partnership through the practice, uh, through the process. What was it like to be able to see these success stories? Like, there's got to be like, how cool is that? It's like, it's re- really rewarding. I have to say, yeah. It like when 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 someone has been trying for two years to get pregnant, and then two months later, under treatment, they get pregnant. It's just this big, yeah. You just and then when they bring their baby in, you're like, oh my god, there's your baby! You know, it's, it's, it's like heartwarming. It's life changing for them. Absolutely. Yeah. So you built the strong practice in Burlington. Mm-hmm. You moved to Ottawa, mm-hmm. and you're thinking you're going to be going along this route Fertility here, right? Thing, right? Yes. I'm like, well, you know, I'm new. Right. I, I, I'm I'm uh, uh, I'm really passionate about fertility. I'm going to jump on the fertility train, and so I I. Again, I'm not the best marketing person, just to let you know. <laughs> not my shtick. I'm not on uh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, so I start marketing uh, fertility and people start coming in. And then I start getting women and men in with hormonal disruptions. And, and I'm scratching my head because everyone says when I, move into, when I move to Ottawa, oh, it's so much cleaner and healthier here than compared to Toronto. But I'm seeing these really strong endocrine um, disruption where, where fertility is, is more of a challenge in Ottawa. It's quite interesting. Really? Yeah. It's, 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 uh, I would think with our nature and mm-hmm. with, you know, being 20 minutes out from being able to go and walk freely and have parks and I, we're not sitting in, I mean, traffic is bad. Like, what were the factors that I'm surprised by that? So I think there, so on the Gatineau side, there's higher radon levels, which is very disruptive. And as, there's also higher breast cancer rates in, I think the highest, don't quote me on this, but the highest breast cancer rates on in Gatineau compared to anywhere else in the country. We know that the nuclear power plant up the Ottawa River dumps into the river and that's our drinking water. So there are all these things that are, are kind of pl- coming into play. So I haven't done extensive research i'm starting to figure out like where is it stemming from but i'm asking lots of questions going what's going on here Mm -hmm. it's 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 i i when you have 20 late women in their late 20s coming in who've been trying for three years to get pregnant and you're seeing a lot of it you know we have to step back and say well why is that happening Mm -hmm. i feel like we have like an aaron brockovich yeah like i would never have thought that in our community and with the yeah. Vastland. Plus, everyone's going to the Gat- to Gatineau <laughs> to, to take in. <laughs> going to Nordic. We're going to the Nordic. <laughs> we're going to, you know, Meech Lake. We're going, yeah. you know, like we're going to do our hikes there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, so clinically and like, like my, a- my like detective brain, I'm kind of taking a step back going, okay, what's going on here? 
Right. It's a little different. Okay, so you're figuring that out. Figuring that out. You're kind of evolving with that practice. Mm -hmm. But you've kind of maintained that mm -hmm. and then added on. Yeah, you keep adding things. as a practitioner. Yeah. So, so I mean, the nature of what I do is, I mean, I do have specific areas of focus and digestion is one. So when we're looking at like endocrine disruption, we also know that if you like bring it back to the gut, if you have like rapid transit or slow transit, we know that hormones are like estrogen, for example, is excreted through stool. So if you have compromised digestion, the estrogen can get reabsorbed and lead in, and, and result in what's called an estrogen dominant um, constitution. And so going back to digestion, if we can re-regulate digestion, then we can start helping the body metabolize its hormones correctly and then see where it's at. Well, you were you were talking a little bit about like that self diagnosis, right? And mm -hmm. we're looking at what we're doing, you know. And people are thinking, okay, well, I'm going to take my probiotics, mm -hmm. and uh, we're going to kind of fix things that way. Right. Having a, a bowl of yogurt isn't necessarily going to fix the digestive no health track. No, and and for some people it's great. Mm -hmm. For some people are like, I have my bowl of yogurt and I have regular bowel movements and I can tolerate dairy and it's life is good. And for a lot of people, they don't. <laughs> What's really interesting is, is as an experiment, take dairy completely out of your life for two weeks and see how you feel. You might miss, you know, if you have your morning coffee and you, you like the dairy, you, there might be an emotional attachment to it. But if you reconnect into your body and notice the changes over a couple of, couple say two to three weeks, you'll notice that like a stickiness starts to resolve, like a fatigue or a soreness in your joints. Um, brain fog might even start to get um, a little clearer. Uh, yeah. Is that for a lot of people who don't actually eat cheese, and then they go to a dinner party, and then and they, they get and then they get then they eat cheese <laughs> at the dinner party, and then yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's exactly what you're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah. Like this podcast is brought to you by Extension Marketing. They are a new breed of marketing agency that acts as your virtual marketing department, designing and implementing cost-effective marketing strategies that will grow your business. I can speak to this personally, as I've been using the Extension Marketing team to help me launch and grow my business. Founder Pat Whalen has been a lifesaver for me, a genuine coach guiding me along the way into uncharted territory. Tell them you're a friend of the show and receive a free one-hour consultation. Check them out at extensionmarketing.com. Like when you eat food, like as I was describing having a bowel movement, when you eat food, it's like filling your gas tank in your car. You are supposed to be nourishing your body. If your body is not energized after a meal, it means that you're consuming something that's affecting your digestion. How do you often say for people to log, like to, to jot down what it is that they're eating? Like, what, like, do you like to see that or is it just a, it so, allows people to see maybe where the, the dysfunction's happening? Yeah. So there's, there's definitely an education piece. Definitely. And it really depends on the individuals. There's people, there are patients who come in who are really disciplined. They're like, give me a list. I'm going to take out the list. And then we touch base. We say, okay, how are you doing? Um, and then there are individuals who need just to take out the two things, and 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 that's their process. Uh, meal, I don't, as a naturopathic doctor, I don't find it effective for me to do meal planning. I typically refer to I'm not to saying to not, yeah, and I'm not saying meal planning, but to, to see mm -hmm. where that, when you talk about, let's take dairy out for yeah. a little while, like that, those are the questions that you're gonna be asking. Take dairy, yeah, we I do like a 24 hour diet recall. I wanna know, have an idea yeah. as to what it is you're consuming. Are you eating mostly whole foods? Are you eating a lot of, processed foods are you are you getting enough protein in your diet enough fiber in your diet 
And then when you take all of those tests that you had talked about, you talked mm-hmm. about the stool and you talked about the urine and the blood. Mm-hmm. When you're combining all of that together, what is the end result that you're looking to be able to provide the patient? Okay. So um, so if someone's coming to me with digestive complaints, um, what I'm specifically looking for right now is to evaluate the microbiome. So the bacteria that's within the colon, within the small intestine and the large intestine, more so the small intestine. And so when you're talking about probiotics, probiotics are repopulating the gut with good bacteria, what we think is good bacteria. But what I'm seeing is there's there's the emergence of what's known as small intestinal bacterial overgrowth, um, or which SIBO, which is common, uh, is, is becoming very trendy. Um, and what that is, is that we, our, our, our intestine is, should have just a natural kind of happy flora, breaks down the food, breaks down our vitamins, gets ready for absorption. But what we're seeing is that the gut is becoming dysbiotic, meaning that the bacterial flora within the gut is becoming compromised. And that uh, new research is coming out really rapidly right now um, that um, that can have an effect on a bunch of other systems in the body. So my assessment tool is looking at the microbiome, like what kind of bacteria do you have in your gut? Do you have overgrowth in your gut? Then that's something that we can very, very effectively work on. How can you effectively work on it? Yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a fun process. <laughs> it's um, so we would uh, so when we figure out what's going on in the gut, we first clean out the liver. I'd first clean out your liver, and the reason being is that the second phase is where we kill off the bacteria, the excess bacteria that's in your gut, and your liver needs to be able to deal with the exotoxins. So we need to make sure that you your phase one, phase two liver detox mechanisms are properly functioning. So normally for about three weeks. We're cleaning out your liver. How does one clean out their liver? Uh, depends. So there's botanicals. So I use a lot of plant-based medicine as well as orthomolecular medicine. But it depends on the person because some people can tolerate certain things. Some people have allergies. It's Some people like having a glass of wine. Are we that would not to be part of the liver detox. <laughs> okay. All right. So you're... It would you're... be like, no, we, it's hard. It's, it's like, it's a two-month treatment about two months and it's it's like it's i need strict. you to be compliant yeah there's moments in the treatment plan where i'm like okay we can move to about an 80 or 75 percent compliance but there's certain phases that we just need to make sure that your body is as strong as it can be. i would think at this point people are so desperate to feel better mm-hmm. oh they're compliant like, that they're compliant oh they're compliant. you know like you, if you're listening going oh, i'm still gonna want my beer and my wine yeah. you're not at that stage yet where you're desperate for relief or to feel better right okay and in those cases, that's what I was mm-hmm. talking about. You just choose the one or two mm-hmm. things, and then they start to feel better, and then the trust builds, and they're like, okay, I'm starting to understand my body on a different level now. Let's move to the okay. next step. Right. Yeah. So you're able to do this liver cleanse, which mm-hmm. then allows the allows, next phase. Which is the antimicrobial phase, which is, um, it depends on, on the person, but it's about two weeks. It's um, And there's... There's, um, I, I use a lot of botanical medicine in that case. And what we're trying to do is kill off the uh, overgrowth. So most people will develop symptoms. They'll have probably loose stools through the two weeks. It means that we're like eradicating, we're cleaning out the colon. Um, because of the exotoxins from the bacteria, they might develop flu-like symptoms for a short period of time. But through the two weeks, it resolves. And to me, that means, okay, we've gotten over the hump of the treatment. We're just kind of finishing off over the two weeks so it's actually a really good thing it's a good thing to have a slight fever and, and yeah, to not feel more just like well, achy just your, tired okay but your body is readjusting to having yeah. a new 
cleaner, well, like a new system. Yeah, almost. yeah. And is it almost like an oil change? It's kind of like an oil change. That's good. Is I'm that, gonna, I'm going to use that. I'm going to totally use that. Really? Yeah. That's Look at good. that. Okay. That's yes. Good. Right. You're like you've gotten rid, of, and now you're you're replenishing it with the new clean. Then we heal the yeah. gut, and then we use specific strands of probiotics to rebalance the gut. So, for example, people with IBS, which is a, diagno- a diagnosis of exclusion, it's when they've had everything tested and they're like, you got IBS, you're going to have to live right. with I it. I think people are very frustrated with that because very it frustrated. seems like in every other conversation, people are dealing with IBS. Yeah. Yep. So this is exactly for people that have gotten that, well, you got IBS. First this time. is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. And the funny, so the funniest thing was I had this, this uh, patient come in and we'd gone through the treatment. She came in, she goes, oh, I don't know if this worked. I don't know if this treatment worked. I'm like, oh no, what are you feeling? She, She's like, I have this sensation like once or twice a day and it feels kind of uncomfortable. And she goes through and she describes it. And then it dawns on me. I'm like, that's what like a normal bowel movement feels like. And she was, her mind was blown. I'm like, you're having healthy, pleasant bowel movements now when before it was like 10 a day of just explosive, not very nice experience i'm like that's the sensation of actually form stool moving through your 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 it's letting you know that you can go to the bathroom and open up and and release yeah like the idea of it not being urgent was something completely foreign to her yeah you have these reactions from patients you Mm -hmm. have them then getting onto their own personalized because i think the medicine that you're talking about is personalized right it's, it's very personalized and and people are looking for ways to consume this personalized medicine mm-hmm. there's now this intravenous right this yeah the IV, IV therapy. therapy i love IV therapy okay this is new it mm-hmm. seems the first time i really heard about this was a friend in vegas mm-hmm. yeah the hangover <laughs> cure the hangover cure and they're yeah. like no, no no they're like there's like a doctor on standby and they come up to your room and they replenish and, and you feel so much better. Yep. And, I, I, and I'm like, had I had this on standby <laughs> in all my cases of like the worst hangovers ever that I promised myself I would never drink again, yeah. this would have saved my life. Mm-hmm. This is that was this was my first reaction to, or this was my first introduction to. It's common. Right? Like yeah. so that has become more of a talked about thing. Mm-hmm. And God, a friend of mine actually just I think posted themselves getting this done in Vegas. I'm like, okay, wow. I didn't think we'd gone that far, <laughs> but is this, what is this? This was the start yeah. of this quick, almost like fix. I don't want to say that the Vegas thing is a quick fix. The but Vegas this thing, well, it's hydration. Yeah. Yes. You're replenishing your electrolytes, probably getting a little amino acids in there. It's more than likely what's called a Myers cocktail, which is like a multivitamin, but mm-hmm. infused directly into your blood. Yeah. But it's the hydration components because alcohol is dehydrating you. And it's also stimulating your specific liver enzymes that'll help get rid of the, the excess alcohol in your system. So that's one way of looking at this IV therapy. The yeah. other way is looking at actually what it is that you're doing. Yeah. So this is the... How long has this been on the market, like for traditional, like in this in this type of medicine? So naturopathic doctors have actually been doing IV therapy for quite a while. Um, there are IV clinics uh, in Toronto, in Vegas, in London, New York. Like it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's actually more common than you think. But in Ottawa, um, Ottawa tends to be more conservative in bringing in new therapies. So... We're introducing it. <laughs> We're slowly getting there. Okay, so yeah. what what was it for you to start embracing this and start using this with your patients? And how different is it from taking your oral yeah. and your oral medicine, your oral vitamins to this treatment? So uh, my first experience with IV therapy was um, 
actually when I was doing my pre-med and I got the flu, I could, I was at work and I could feel the flu coming on and I had an exam the next day. So I booked an appointment in to get, um, an immune booster IV bag and I went home. Uh, it induced a fever. I sweat like, like a ton through the whole night and I woke up as a completely new person, not sick, totally fine, able to write my exam. And in the moment, I'm like, okay, there's something about this. And so when we're looking at IV therapy, so we look at the oral administration of supplements. That was a long time ago that you're staying. That was that a long time ago. Right. Yeah. And, that, I, and I keep getting IVs. Yeah. So this is something you have maintained over Not over since time. Ottawa. Not since coming to Ottawa, yeah. but prior to Ottawa. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Okay. okay. Fast forward. So now you're, you're doing these. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what is the difference? Like what, what is the component to it? Okay. So oral versus oral administration versus intravenous therapy. So the first thing is when you take an oral supplement, it's absorbed through your gastrointestinal tract. So it can bind to uh, your digestion will depend on the absorption rate for one. And then two, some of it will bind to your food and be excreted. And then three, it also processes through your liver because it's part of your digestive tract before it can be absorbed systemically. So although you're you're, you're ingesting your oral supplements, you're actually only absorbing a portion of what you're taking in. Um, So from a therapeutic perspective, the reason why... Can I stop you? Yeah. Even these absorption levels vary Mm -hmm. because you can have a really good multivitamin Mm -hmm. and which is going to be a lot better than maybe ones that you were finding at of the drugstore that have almost zero absorption. And people need to understand that there are varying levels of, of, of these multivitamins and what the absorption rate is. Of course. For them. And the University of Guelph put out a did a study actually mm-hmm. on the absorption rate absorption rates of different brands. And they People uh, will be shocked. People will be shocked about the results. Google it. <laughs> you want to leave it there? Yeah, I'm going to leave it there. You're going to leave it there. Okay. All right. So we're talking about absorption rates uh, through some of these multis. And therapeutic and, yeah. tolerance. So then you, I don't, have you taken vitamin C before? When I only... When you're sick? Only when I'm sick. And do you ever take high dose vitamin C? Have yeah, you ever you experienced like, the bowel tolerance of vitamin C? So you take high dose vitamin C or Like magnesium. those capsules where I drop in, it's like a thousand or 5,000 milligrams. Yeah. Is that what we're talking about? We're talking about that mm-hmm. um, in other forms, but there's there's a threshold that you can, that most people can reach. We call, we call it bowel tolerance. So the moment in, for example, magnesium and vitamin C, the moment you reach your threshold, you're going to start having loose stools. It's not diarrhea. It's just loose stools okay. and nobody wants that. Um, so that's what we call the bowel tel- the threshold. Um, with IV therapy, because we're bypassing the digestive tract, I can put way more vitamin C into your system, way more magnesium. I'm infusing minerals, vitamins, and amino acids directly into your blood so your body can use it right away. I'm completely bypassing the digestive tract, making those vitamins, minerals, and amino acids more bioavailable to your body so people tend to get better a lot faster so are you looking at iv therapy for when you're sick mm-hmm. are you looking at it for people who don't want to have to take the vitamins and go through the proper absorption levels like who who benefits from this who's using this so so i mean as i mentioned before anyone with a compromised digestion as we're healing their gut i'd recommend iv therapy because at least they're going to start feeling better as they're going through the process because they're getting the correct nutrient absorption. Um, but 
uh, IV therapy is great for individuals who are looking for health optimization. So if you look at athletes, for example, someone who's about to compete um, or run a long distance or go cross country skiing for a long period of time, um, and they're looking to optimize their performance, they can come in before or after or both. And we, I, I would build a compound that would support, support, um, support them through it. This is, I mean, this isn't showing up on any uh, Olympic drug testing. Uh, Not the you know, compounds like, that we use. Okay, yeah, like so. I mean, you're you're giving yourself kind of this bonus, like in. I mean, I'm thinking if it's a nice little cocktail, like I mean, you're feeling like a million yeah. bucks ready to go to that that start line, right? For sure. But it's all natural. Like what makes it different than being a, a performance enhancement for something else? Right. So performance enhancement. So there are regulations. And to be totally honest, I'm not completely familiar with mm -hmm. the regulations. But if someone is a professional athlete, they will know what they can and cannot take. And the bags, the IV bags are, are customized. Mm -hmm. So it's individual to what their requirements are. So you have an athlete that's looking to have an optimal race or yeah. experience. They would come in and you're, can they come in a couple of days before? Or is this yeah. almost like a, you want it right prior to? No, or... it'd be probably the day, a day or two before. And what we're looking at doing is increasing the hydration within their body. We're looking at giving them B vitamins because we know they're going to burn through their Bs really, really quickly. And we're also looking at amino acid complexes to support um the protein synthesis so their body is actually able to repair itself what about post like what are we talking about when it's we're looking similar, at it's on the other end right someone's just run a marathon they've just done a, a long trek is we're it, looking at like higher dose right magnesium okay. for example so we're starting to look at bringing down uh the cortisol levels because when post post um uh, like post-race, their cortisol levels are going to be quite high. And so we vitamin C and magnesium can start to bring that down. Um, we're looking at glutamine. We're looking at carnitine, things that are just going to help um, uh, support their, their muscle regeneration, but also start to eliminate the lactic acid buildup that they're probably experiencing. So we can also put a little bit of potassium in there if they're getting cramping. So this is big for athlete recovery. Big. Where yeah. I'm thinking like the people are in the playoffs and are playing back-to-back -to -back, to back games or yeah. things. So this is something. And are you learning or seeing that more sports teams, more coaches, more people are becoming aware of this? Yes, so they are. Yeah, mm -hmm. so there are, there are quite a few athletes who get IV. I mean, in, in uh, there's like a lot of... Um, there's some social media where the, mm -hmm. you can see these athletes are actually getting their IVs. To support them, yeah. So that's one mm -hmm. one angle, one to, angle it. to it. Uh, yeah. The everyday average consumer yeah. is another. Yep. How often would you then, if they're not taking the vitamins on a daily basis, like how often would you see a treatment like this? So, okay. So if you're an individual yeah. who has a deficient constitution, you're someone who has adrenal fatigue, for example. Everyone's heard of adrenal fatigue. So when you wake up in the morning... It's like turn off the alarm clock, takes you 30 minutes to get out of bed, your body feels stiff, um, and you just have trouble mounting your cortisol in the morning and sustaining your energy throughout the day. And in those individuals, in certain cases, their, their energy actually spikes in the evening, preventing sleep. So their whole system is just completely dysregulated. And so in those cases, um, we know that um, I, we, uh, I, would, I would create an IV bag to help support their adrenals, to nourish their adrenals, um, so that their body starts to re-self-regulate itself, so that they go to sleep a little bit easier. If they came in the evening, we'd increase, I'd increase the amount of magnesium to help them start to fall asleep. 
I would increase their B complexes uh, and various B vitamins that support um, the adrenal gland. Um, and then actually on, on top of that, I'd be prescribing some botanicals that they would take orally because the botanicals can't mm -hmm. go into the IV bag itself, but just to nourish the adrenal glands. And I see a ton of adrenal fatigue in Ottawa as well, actually. Is this something that will restore itself and that people don't necessarily have to be on this type mm -hmm. of a therapy for a while? Like once you've been able to rebalance or to kind of get them back out of the adrenal fatigue, yeah, that they can maintain it themselves. So the idea is we do loading doses. So um, yeah, going back to your previous question, uh, is that we do loading doses. So we're trying to build the nutrient stores. We're trying to figure out why there's depletion. And then while we're supporting the structures in the body to control the way the body's supposed to work, we do IV therapy just so they start feeling a little bit better and faster. It's and then after that, then they can move to oral supplementation because they would have built up their stores. Would you do the IV therapy for those that are looking at fertility? Like, would you have, does it cross over that or they're very different? As uh, to who? For menstrual cramps, I would, uh, menstrual cramps, IV therapy is great. Uh, but for, for Why is fertility? it great for menstrual cramps? Um, like, is there people who really suffer through? Yeah, and yeah. migraines as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's complex. There's certain minerals and vitamins that we put into the uh, bag to help decrease the cramping. Okay, so there's someone who has, you know, monthly has extreme brutal menstrual cramps. This IV therapy is ideal. As someone who deals with migraines a lot. Yeah, this is also very good. I mean, there's also underlying reasons why they're having migraines and why they're having a lot of um, uh, menstrual cramps that we would be addressing. In I know because I know IV. with you guys, you want to get to the, the core core reason why it's happening. But sometimes but when you're doing reasons, that, yeah, you're trying to be able to alleviate the discomfort. 100%. Like, could you imagine? Could you imagine if you have chronic migraines and you know migraines coming on and you can just go get an IV drip and it's gone by the time you leave? That's pretty awesome. What's what then would be going into the system to be able to kind of cure the cure the migraine? Yeah. So the main thing will be uh, a very high dose of magnesium. So it's a muscle relaxant. But then we'd also put in things to increase circulation um, to um, dilate the blood vessels as well. There's certain components that will do that. Okay, but it's not like we have like a, a walk-in IV clinic, right? That you that you know exactly what it is, and you can feel the headache coming on, and you can zip in, or you can feel your cramps are coming, so you can zip in. Like, what's the protocol for something like this, or getting involved in this type of a yeah, therapy? Yeah. So okay. So like, am I right? There's there's no walk-in. There's no, no walk-in there IV isn't. clinic. And I'm trying to figure out how to yeah. answer this. Yeah. <laughs> Is that is that um, our bodies are really complex, and so when you go to Vegas and you get the hangover cure, it's 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 something. It's palliative. It's taking a symptom away and out of your system. And the way that I operate in my practice is, there's some of that to make people more comfortable. But again, it's trying to figure out where the imbalance is. So when people come in, if if they're a new patient to Nutrichem. They come in and we actually, I, I, I will do a full assessment. And if IV therapy is part of the protocol, it's part of the protocol. But sometimes um, there's other things that we need to address first. Um, and so and a, a full assessment's done. And within the assessment, we're reviewing blood work to make sure IV is safe in the first place so your body can actually handle the additional Would it be fluids. unsafe for certain people? It can be, yeah. So there is, we're putting in fluids into the and and uh substances into the body that some people can react to okay do you swell 
Uh, no. If like, you play, so when you're getting an IV drip, there's like a little dial. I shouldn't be talking about this. Don't touch the dial. <laughs> Because it's a calculated drip rate based on your kidney function, based on your ability, your body's ability to absorb the nutrients. Okay. And that's going to be different for everybody. And it's different for everybody. So it's actually calculated. So we make sure that it's safe. Um, there's certain instances where someone might have a glucose 6-phosphate dehydrogenase deficiency. In those cases, we can't give someone high-dose vitamin C. Someone with compromised kidney function, we have to make sure that the drip rate's really slow, or maybe IV is not so a great thing. So you need for them. to have, you need to know your assessment. body. It has to have, a, you have to have the assessment to yeah. realize if this allergies. Some people have allergies to certain uh, certain compounds in the IV mm. bag. I need to know what they are. There's medications that interact. Yeah, so we have to. I I will do a full assessment to make sure it's safe for you, and then when I'm designing the customized IV bag, that the ingredients are right for your system. But you would then have those bags prepared and ready for that patient mm-hmm. when they're coming in that 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 cocktail is is created. Yeah. And and the way that uh, so the amazing thing about um, the uh, bringing IV to Ottawa at Nutrichem is that Nutrichem is a compounding pharmacy. Mm-hmm. So they are the, the compounding pharmacies regulated by the College of Pharmacists. They have really strict guidelines. Um, they're inspected. We know that when I, I design the bag, it goes down a clinical pharmacist or pharmacist actually looks at the ingredients. It's then compounded by a pharmacist technician with oversight from a pharmacist. Like there's a lot of control mechanisms to make sure it's safe. Okay. So then, then I'm thinking it's like a criminal mind here. Yeah. Are there places then that are saying that they're doing IV therapy, but in fact are not following that don't have the 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 information the right information because you mentioned that there are so many different aspects of what's yeah. in the cocktail or what's if there's yeah. allergies if there's things that this isn't something to just go to the so to, to what's the word I'm looking for it it needs to be regulated it is regulated so there's two so so there's two so at Nutrichem there's two regulatory bodies there's the College of, of Naturopaths of Ontario who I'm regulated by. Yeah. And what I'm asking, okay, what I'm asking, asking, are there, are there <laughs> places that are not regulated? Not that I'm okay. aware of. So it's not like, so you're but not. But there's different there's... levels of regulation. Okay. So what is unique at Nutrichem is that we have the College of Pharmacists and the College of Naturopaths both regulating how we're doing IV. So we, I would say in the Ottawa community, we would have the strictest guidelines um, in terms of IV therapy. Okay. Now I'm going to ask the, the question that, because I've probably got a lot of people going, this sounds like, like brilliant. Yeah, it's brilliant. Is it expensive? Like what, what is the cost to this or how does it break down in comparison to yeah. what you'd be purchasing and consuming in other forms of medicine? Yeah. And so um, cost, of course, always comes into play. And there's two components to the to getting an IV bag. One component is the administration fee, which is my fees to actually administer uh, it's considered a drug to administer the drug. Um, and then the second component, and that component is actually covered under most people's extended health care benefits, so they typically don't pay for that. And then the second component is the compounding fee. So it's the cost for um, the substances, the IV bag, the materials, and all of that. Uh, so there's two components to the cost. Mm-hmm. Um, so at Nutricam, because typically with IV, for someone who's more in a deficient state, 
um, they would be coming in weekly for at least a certain point of time when we're doing loading doses. And so in order to make it more affordable for people, we offer a 10% discount if you buy six bags. Like we're trying to, but it's not a cheap therapy. It's an effective therapy, but it's not like buying your vitamins from Costco. It's an effective treatment with a lot of quality control um, that's quite efficacious. It really benefits the body. Is it an investment? Um, I wouldn't say it's like, an investment. Oh, so if you're starting once a week having to do this, are you mm. able to then, once your system stabilizes a little bit more, that you're in once a month? Or is it yeah, always going to so, be a once a week? Be- it depends. So so the reason why I'm ha- you really I, I can't really give you a the number. Question, I know. Yes. So let me explain myself because it's sounding like it's kind of sketchy and I get that. Well, I'm not. I mean, I, I understand for a lot of this, right? There's, is that, there's is that, but it's, it's like there isn't health. one, there's different so each bag will have individual constituents in it, and then that will determine the cost. So the starting price for an IV bag is about $150. Okay. Is the starting price for a bag, and then it goes up depending on how much stuff's actually in your bag. To be honest with you, I, I actually, that was, I thought it might be more. Oh, really? Okay, yes. Good. Good, happy to hear that. At the end well, of the I did, day, because if you think about when you're purchasing a high-end vitamins or any of this stuff, like you are spending money on it and if that's coming in and kind of doing the system and so and so i I, but i'm not thinking that i'm doing this weekly i'm I'm thinking i'm not doing this weekly though let me let me qualify myself quickly why i'm like kind of weirded out but so as a practitioner what i try to do is detach myself from the money business from the cost of things which i know is kind of silly and delusional but it allows me to make, to give the best therapeutics that I can give. And that doesn't mean that like everything that I prescribe is like a million dollars or anything. Right. It just means that I don't know how much things cost because all I want to think about is how is this going to work in your body to give you the best treatment I can give. And that's kind of my focus. So I'm kind of funny about the whole money. Well, it's I get that issue. because you might find that I need 10 additional things to that one basic bag, right? So well, and, and- I... I- and and in in certain cases, when someone's in like a lot of chronic illness, they need a lot, but they don't need it forever. The idea is that it's not a forever treatment. The idea is that it's for a point in time while their body corrects itself, and then they can either go to maintenance or they can go to oral supplementation. Right. Okay. That's the thing is that this mm-hmm. isn't a permanent. Uh, this isn't a permanent solution. This no. is a solution to be able to get yourself back to understanding what were the core reason exactly. for the issues realigning everything exactly getting you on track it's just, so it's almost like it's it's like this bonus feature yeah. that you can have to be able to get yourself back aligned 100 so, percent. okay so i think for a lot of people to understand that that this is a temporary it's a temporary thing for sure it's 100 percent a temporary thing but it'll jump start the process it'll jump start the process it'll allow me to get high level um uh, large quantities mm-hmm. of, of these substances into their body. Do you think as it becomes more popular or more mainstream that mm. a eventually maybe cost will come down on this type of a treatment or it won't be, be so avant-garde, right? Some people are still thinking like, oh, this is a little yeah. out there, but it's really not. Yeah, and I think that like the, like the cost point like, to me, so as someone who's fully invested into my into my healing journey, I don't personally feel like it's a lot of money to do a short-term investment for the IV therapy. Um, I personally don't feel that, but there are people who who have different Gosh, financial. If I'm suffering states. from migraines and yeah. I have an ability to feel what it's like to not 
and like to get rid of it right like could you imagine could you imagine if you're it's like so you have migraines or could you imagine if you if you've been burnt out for the last 10 years to know what it would feel like to wake up in the morning and be like oh my god I'm i have energy to feel like myself again right like that's that to me is priceless so the cost of the IV bags, um, I feel like it's a reasonable amount, mm-hmm. and it's not a f- like a long term treatment, um, but it's a it's a treatment. And some people, what? to be totally honest, we have people who are booking in who are just like, I just want to come in once every six weeks because I don't want to take my oral supplementation. I just want to get it through an IV bag, so they come once every six weeks. And does it last? Uh, we're building to... stores. I mean, okay. you're going to excrete the excess, mm-hmm. so you'll notice your pee is a different color. Yeah. Um, kind of like when you have asparagus? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> without the smell. <laughs> um, and then there's some people who just need more. Like we I, we don't have a focus on oncology at Nutrichem. Um, but there are people who are going through certain types of treatment where IV intravenous vitamin C and mistletoe is a game changer for them. What's can you? What's mistletoe? Mistletoe. It's it's um, a plant, like you know. Okay. And uh, the, oh, like the, that mistletoe. Yeah. Oh. And so and um, and and it stimulates the immune system. So for people who are currently going through cancer treatments, mm-hmm. or this would this be an additional like after going through a chemo, so after going through something so... that this would actually help in the recovery after some of the major treatments? Yeah, so it's an adjunct. So depending on the type of cancer and the type of cells, um, um, it would be an adjunct care uh, treatment plan, um, and it's like high dose vitamin C, and we're talking about a lot of vitamin C. Mm-hmm has been um, proven to decrease the side effects of uh, radiation by 50%. That's wow. significant. So I don't know if you've known anyone who's had cancer and gone through I radiation. am, and it's, it's devastating. It's the debilitating, right. right? So could you imagine going through that process and having 50% more of yourself back again? I mean, it's pretty, it's like game-changing, right? Yep. So... I mean, it's fascinating. This has been introduced. I know that it's now kind of into the launch of the yeah. IV therapy at NutriCam. Are you anticipating that there's, because it's just been launched, uh, it'll take time to get a lot of people in? We or? already have a, we actually, um, we've started marketing it, obviously. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, we already have a lot of interest. We have wait, a long list of people. We're just waiting, waiting for to- our, so um, there's like an inspection process. So right now we're in the inspection process and we're just waiting to get our stamp of approval to start booking people in. Okay. Uh, which we should have any time now, but it's pretty, uh, pretty exciting. So people can tune yeah, in. Call and get, in. Yeah. Or they can call the clinic mm-hmm. and uh, Laura or Emily, our patient coordinators, would be happy to answer any questions they might have um, about IV therapy and they can add their name to the list or... Um, hopefully we'll hear in the next couple of days if we have the inspection we'll be starting that's good because right this away. I always do my podcast one week ahead of when they actually air Perfect. so by the time we kind of do this we should be good <laughs> we'll be able to say we're good to go and, and you can uh, check out more information it's really fascinating it, mm-hmm. it's amazing to see where the world medicine is going and, and just hopefully more how people are taking their health into uh, they're taking taking it a little bit more seriously yeah. you know and that it doesn't they don't have to live they don't have to live with the migraines they don't have to live with the constant ibs they don't have to live with the adrenal fatigue there's ways to be able to fix things there's a light at the end of the tunnel right i think people just want to know that to gain a sense of freedom and a sense of resilience in your body like how amazing is that 
It's almost worth going to the Peruvian Amazon. I, like, I, yeah, and I cannot recommend it because my regulatory college won't let me. But it was a really cool thing to do personally. <laughs> yeah, I like the whole hour and a half massage that you got to have every morning uh, oh, in amazing. India. Yeah, I, I think I'd fly over just for that. Uh, Doc, it's been a, an absolute pleasure. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much for uh, for sharing the stories and uh, and opening us up a little bit to understanding more about uh, uh, IV therapy and uh, its availability here now in the nation's capital. So I. I know you've had some of the other colleagues that have been on. I've had mm-hmm. some really interesting stories uh, with a number of the different naturopathic doctors. They are part of our our, um, our podcast. I think Kent McLeod, who pretty much founded um, NutriCam and who's very big on de-prescribing medicine. That's like his big thing. He was one of our first guests that we had on the podcast. We've had uh, Dr. How, how was Tanya's uh, baby? She's she was very beautiful. pregnant when she was here. She's, she's good. I can imagine. Beautiful. She was a beautiful person. I love the information that she shared. These are all podcasts that we have. So please take a look. This is episode 38. We have a ton of episodes for you on living your life with Leanne Lang. Thank you so much for all of the response uh, that we have received. Please like and share and subscribe and let your friends know about it. Uh, And it would be great to be able to see uh, this continue to grow the way it is. That is a wrap on episode 38 of living your life with Leanne Lang. Have a great day. Thank you. It's said that the more time you have to invest, the greater the return. Well, guess what? Kids have the most time if we learn to invest early. That's why I created the Cash Kid Podcast, where I teach kids and some adults financial skills they need to know on how to earn, save, and invest their money. Join me on this journey as we interview experts and explore topics that allow you to grow your money as kids. This podcast will help you become the money expert among your family and friends. Just remember... Anyone can be a cash kid. You just have to learn how to become one. Get ready to grow your financial knowledge and your wallet with the Cash Kid Podcast.